Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, tonight, we got we got a cool show tonight. We're going to talk about some alternative energy options, not necessarily the supplies, but the the different options and how they might fit into preparedness. Uh, and then, as usual, uh, going forward now anyway, as usual, the last couple of weeks, the second half of the show, we're going to be on Rumble uh, exclusively. Uh, and that one, we're going to get into uh, an article from Organic Prepper, The Organic Prepper, talking about conspiracy theories that are actually conspiracy facts. Go figure. We probably know them all, but I want to go through them anyway. <laughs> um, at any rate, how you doing tonight, Brian? Good, man. What are you up to? Not I, much. I like getting your, all this uh, stuff together. There. What's that? I said, I like your new set there, your little background. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my little blue and looks like <laughs> yeah. you're getting ready to start a uh, prepper rave. Yeah, yeah. No kidding, huh? I, I painted my wall black. I got sick of the white, just everything white and all that crap. So um, we'll see. It, it, it'll probably, you know me, it'll probably change in a couple of months too, and I'll, I'll end up doing something else. So um, my internet, okay, it's my internet's being funky. Go figure. Um, at any rate, though, that, that intro video I played, did you watch any of that? Or were you doing stuff? Yeah, that was good. Have you seen 12 Monkeys? That is still one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. It's been a while, man. I probably need to go watch it again. Yeah. it's Brad Pitt does such a, a good job of being a crazy ass. And and uh, uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis is in it. Pretty good, too. So, yeah, that, I really like that movie. Still, these to this day, I still do. So. Um, at any rate, everyone in the chat, Vision's in there. What's going on, Vision? Uh, Robert, Brandon, all the, the usual suspects. What's going on, everyone? Um, but to start this off, oh, and, and with the Rumble thing, there is a link in the description below, too. So when we cut this off on YouTube at about a half an hour, 45 minutes, somewhere in there, click that link in the description. And it'll take you right over, uh, and you can finish watching over on Rumble. Uh, but to start off the show, before we get into this alternative energy stuff, last week we were talking about misinformation, and I completely forgot about the one thing, that the whole reason I wanted to talk about that, uh, and that was how I gather like prepping information and wanted to get your thoughts on what you do, because with all the censorship and, you know, Google not showing you what you want, you know, the information that you're looking for and YouTube showing you what they feel like you should be looking at. What I do is I use, a, it's Feedly, basically. It's a feed reader. And this isn't any sort of new technology or anything like that. But what I do with this, and it's kind of hard to see, I think, but um, like different preparedness websites. I'll go through here and I'll add the ones that I just want to check to see how they're doing daily. Um, I've got YouTube channels that I want to see, um, you know, when somebody's posting. Because you don't always see that on YouTube. Uh, so it's nice to have a, just a list of who posted something today, what can I go watch, and all that. Um, I think it's a good way to kind of, you know, instead of depending on YouTube to tell you what you what what's great to watch or, um, or depending on Google when you're trying to figure out alternative energy and stuff. Uh, because when you, when you look for something that's like alternative energy, like we're going to talk about today, from Google, you're going to get the, the 
the, the normal mumbo jumbo, right? Sustainability and, and all of this other crap. Whereas preppers, we just want to figure out how to build a solar setup or something like that, right? When you have a feed reader, you have the opportunity to see what everybody else around you in the, the same area is posting. So you might find something you like. Do you have, do you just kind of have a, a certain set, like a list that you always go to, or how do you kind of curate that content on, on your end? I bounce between search engines. So I use, I'll use Google and then I use brave. Um, sometimes I use some of the other ones and then I do Google has an alerts that you can set up where anytime there's, they, they curate it. Right. So whether it's a, and I put keywords in there for prep preparedness, disasters, EMP, you know, all the different buzzwords that we use, but I kind of just like to hunt things down a little bit. And I have just regular sites that I go into, you know, in the history of my history keeps I, you know, I haven't tried to keep the sites. I delete it every once in a while, but as soon as I start typing in the organic prepper or, you know, the prepared or any of those other sites at all, it, they, they pop up real quick. So I I just kind of work through my own little thing that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I just like to do stuff like that because it, sometimes you lose track or you forget about a certain website and you Mm. don't hear from them in a while because it kind of fell off your feed uh, whether that's your YouTube feed or, or whatever it is, uh, fell off your radar. And then you're like, oh, yeah, what about this website? What have they been doing? I've been missing the, out on them. So, yeah, it's especially these days with that's what we were talking about last week with all this misinformation crap going on and them censoring and doing all this stuff. It's really important. Some of these websites like the Organic Prepper who got nailed by uh, what I can't remember what they're what they're called, but got labeled. Yeah, it's, it's one of the it's one of the take your. Yeah. Canceling agencies that goes in and they, they rate, you know, their, their impersonation, their, their impression of how your, how your site is towards like ESG type of stuff. And that's what they, they down you on because obviously we, we're not on the ESG side of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you depend on like your Facebook feed or whatever to, for organic prepper to come up whenever she posts, it may not happen anymore. So you've got to actually physic. You've got to actually go out and do it yourself and get that stuff. So well, and unfortunately, that's Rumble. the world we live in. What's that? Yeah, I said it's why we're over here on Rumble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, we've got a video too with Joe Rogan talking to uh, Russell Brand too, uh, talking about why um, YouTube's. How do I put this mildly? Uh, there's a reason why Rumble is starting to take off, basically, and that's because of what YouTube's doing. So, uh, but we'll talk about that on the Rumble show when we can actually say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> right. Uh, so, to we'll start off with the alternative energy stuff. And I was thinking about this the other day because there are. Uh, I saw a, a zero hedge article. I, I saw a couple different articles talking about how. Um, power shortages could be coming soon to America. In this article, uh, and it's from the Epoch Times, so take that for what it is, but rather than go through what they talk about and hear how they're talking about numbers and there's not, they have to get rid of the old school technology they have and there's not enough new renewable energy um, to sustain that. And I believe it's who they're talking about is PJM. And I don't know who PJM is, but... um, But instead of talking about, you know, because things are going to change in the next 10 years, right? They're going to build more stuff. They're going to make sure that there's enough stuff, probably. There's also the possibility that they completely crap the bed on all this stuff. And and we are going to be experiencing some either hiccups or major problems, right? Does that make sense to you what I just said? (laughs) 
Uh, not really. <laughs> Wait, it, the numbers don't really matter. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, that that all of us are going to be hooked up to the electrical grid. They're they're pushing everybody onto electric, right? And there's not enough right now to to yeah. sustain every the way they're pushing it. And that right. you know, regardless if if that's the case now, it could change in the future because they're going to make a push of making the infrastructure better. That doesn't mean it's going to happen though. Because they always, you know, they always make mistakes and do things. So we can't just assume that, oh, they're going to fix it. It's going to be fine. That's a bad way of going about things, basically. Well, I mean, look, they want to, they're, they're making a push. I don't know how much of a push it is right now, but you know, they're, they're waiting for the opportunity to push the no gas stove thing further. Yeah. Like, so, and so what does that do? Oh, it pushes you onto this electrical grid that we know is. Uh, hasn't been maintained, hasn't, it doesn't do well, very well. We know there's, you know, not many, 10, nine, somewhere in that point, uh, transmission stations that, that, that if they go down, the entire grid pretty much goes down. So it's, I, I think it's all part of that whole, goes back to that agenda. Right. And, and it's interesting mm-hmm. that the big, this real big push for electrical, like this kind of stuff happens after you know a few years after they made water a tra- tradable commodity you can trade it like gold and silver yeah you know people were asking was asking because out here you know we're in california uh right now we just had all the rain like i think it was like seven inches of rain in one 24-hour period right and so tons of rain and it all goes down the streets into the storm drain and out in the ocean you know the country the 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 the, the state with the huge drought that should be building reservoirs to get around their drought doesn't want to build reservoirs and you have to ask yourself, why don't they build reservoirs? Because if they saved up a bunch of water, the, the the amount that they invest in water, the people who own the water now, wouldn't make as much money. Yeah, it's what it all comes so down to. Like, oh, we don't want it. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's like how it's the law of supply and demand. If they have a big supply, they're not going to make as much money with it. And so, yeah, of course they don't want. I mean, they they don't build desalinization plants. You know, nothing yeah. to fight their their problems. So, yeah. 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 Well, all of this got me thinking about what, as preppers, how do we kind of combat or set ourselves up when something does eventually um, fail or we don't have the electricity or we can't meet our, our energy needs because of nothing that was our fault, because of them trying to push too fast, too quickly, too hard and screwing everything up. Uh, and it got me thinking, not necessarily about the supplies themselves, like what we can do, but at a larger scale, and and not just like having a solar panel and a battery, right, to, to power a light and maybe your refrigerator in a disaster. At a larger scale, what are some, some options that would be viable uh, for preppers um, to use? So I've got a few of them here. Uh, this first one I've got is typical, right, solar. And, and this one, I'm, I want your thoughts basically with all this stuff, whether it's viable, whether it's, you know, suited for, you know, certain individuals, but solar, this is kind of a, this is kind of a softball right here, right? Because this is preppers in a nutshell, right? Preppers love their solar stuff. Right. Um, prepper, and I think the reason that solar is so popular in preparedness is because it's so scalable. You can go down to the very small uh, when you're talking about just a, an overnight thing, a couple hours of power outage, something like that, and you can scale that all the way up to run your entire home. Although something like this, if you wanted to run your entire home, something like this, this picture right here, which is 14, um, I'm going to go with 100 watt solar panels. That's what they look like. 
Uh, that would that would is basically you'd need about well that's probably double what you would need but you would need something like that it's not you're not going to run your home the way you do these days with a solar panel and a hundred amp hour battery right right but but it well, is something that is scalable you can you can you know jump it up and if you have the money to put into it. Um, it is something that you could completely just get away from all of these electric companies uh, and get your own. That sort of goes into what you're talking about, where there's the reason why this isn't such a bigger, uh, with all their their efforts into clean energy and, and sustainability and all that, why this isn't such a bigger push to get solar on everybody's houses. It's because of the money involved, right? The the utility companies. Uh, I don't think they have the capabilities right now. I yeah. think. They want control. I mean, if you have your own solar setup, if you, you know, and, and there's, there's cases to be made. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of these giant wind turbines that they're putting up everywhere and they're having problems with them and they fail, you know, but a, a, a small wind turbine on your house that might supplement your solar. If you live up, you know, like when I stay up in Michigan, right. If it's not sunny out in the summertime, it's cloudy and windy. Right. So you, where you can have it scalable for your own needs, they don't want that. You know, they, they don't, they want people, it's, it's like they're trying to push, get rid of cars, right? Who are they trying to get rid of cars for? It's, have you heard about the 15 minute cities? Uh, I've, I've heard a little bit about that. I, I haven't paid yeah. much attention to it, but is it basically like to, to, to put everybody on a treadmill? <laughs> That's what it seems like. Basically put everybody in a little spot in town and don't, and you don't go anywhere else. Like every, all your services are within 15 minutes. So you can walk, do it. You can ride a bike and what like the UK is trying to roll it out in a couple of cities right now. And their whole gig is if you want to drive during the day and at certain times, you have to buy a permit, right? So what do they do? Only the rich people get to drive, right? And they can, and they yeah. can regulate it. So it's, it's the 15 minute city, but they want your, your, it gets back to the whole, you know, you'll have nothing and, and all this stuff with the world economic form. You won't own anything. Now that that's what they're kind of getting at with this. And it's like, they, they hate people that are off grid and independent. They don't like, you're not dependent upon them. That's the whole yeah deal right you know it, it's it's hilarious like in southern california and stuff that not everybody is how much stuff could they run off solar and and pull it off the grid now you put solar on it and they tie you into the grid yeah kind of thing so yeah. it's you know it, again they just I, I think it goes back to I, what you said something about it is the scalability right yeah i think that's that's the most important part because you can scale it to your needs if you're if you're someone that says hey i don't need to use a lot of electricity then you can have a you know smaller sol solar setup, or you can go all the way up to like you said, running your entire house, and, yeah. it, and it's up to the individual to figure out. Again, they don't want they don't want you to figure that out. It's interesting when you were talking about those fifteen minute cities. The vision that I had in my head is basically the Hunger Games, right? When they're traveling on that train to is. the capital, so it would be a fifteen minute city connected to another fifteen minute city with just a light rail track or something. Uh, you don't need to drive. You you, you can't. Well, you don't need we to go to those other cities. Footprint. What's that? You don't even need to go. To, don't even need to go to those other cities. It's they're 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 pushing you down into a pod, basically, right? Yeah. They, yeah. They don't want, there's, there's another thing to keep an eye out for what they say. If you ever hear the term called complete streets, complete streets, that's from the green new deal. And it's a basically complete streets means we it's everybody has that can use it for whatever. So what they're doing, they're doing it right down the street. So where I stay at in LA, where I grew up is about two blocks of it's a different, the streets, a different name now, but it's off uh, two blocks off of route 66. 
right? And it used to be like three or four lanes on each side. Well, they've gotten rid of a couple of the lanes. One lane they gave to bicycle riders. You, you very rarely, and that maybe it's Sunday morning, you see a bike rider using it. Now they want to go down, like these streets that used to be three and four lanes aside, they want to go down to one lane for vehicles. And then the middle lanes be for commuter buses that don't even stop in the town. Everybody, you got the bike riders, you got all this stuff. They're trying to force people into, you know, government provided transportation. And it's like, no, you know, that's that just not, uh, you know, so it's, it, it's more it, pushing more dependence upon forcing more dependence upon, you know, the, the uncle sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're going to have to have those trains that go between cities. Cause maybe you got to go see aunt Betty and she lives in the other 15 minute city, but they're going to have to have them go underground because if they go above ground as they're traveling between those cities, they're going to see all of us out there with our windmills and our solar panels and our, and our cows and all that stuff and be like, Hey man, that doesn't, that doesn't look too bad. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to have to block us off. Um, at any rate. Yeah. Solar I think is, is a, a, a good one. It, it's one of those that it's really easy entry. It's really easy to learn. It's really easy for preppers. And I think that's why we gravitate towards it. Um, it is one too, that it, as long as you've got sunlight, it's, it's basically set it and you're good to go and you don't have to do anything except just have that, have the setup correctly. Uh, the next one that I accidentally flipped to earlier uh, is wind energy. If I can get this one on there. Um, wind energy is a little bit more tricky, but I was researching this and you can get, you can actually get more energy from a, from like this. I think this, this model right here is 10,000 kilowatts a year or something to that, to that effect. Basically that one will almost run your home. That one on, on full tilt, that one windmill will, will give you the energy you need for an entire year in your home. Almost. Uh, not quite the average average home um, with all this stuff too I just want to say this is all like general numbers there's so much that goes into this that this is not a all you need is one solar panel here and one solar panel there it's all general but uh, but wind is a is a pretty it's a it's an appealing idea but I think solar is better because you really you have to have either a really large battery bank to harness when you do have wind or you have to live in like Wyoming or somewhere where it's windy well, five I mean, days it, out of the week. Again, I think it's all tailored to the individual, which goes against the whole narrative, right? Like we don't want to, no individuality. We don't want that. But, you know, if you're living out in the middle of the desert where it gets windy, like you said, Wyoming or some of these places that get super windy or have a lot of wind. Um, I think they're, I think it's great if it, if it works and it's, and it's reliable for you. And I, I I've heard that it is, I think the scale that they try to do it with these giant, you know, these giant wind farms that have these monster windmills that, that have problems and they break down, which, you know, kind of led to the cascading event down in Texas a couple of years ago. You know, I think, I think those are more, more problematic and, you know, it, Hey, we're going to do something for the environment, but we're going to shit on the environment when we go ahead and make that happen. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. look at it, like all, I, I don't see them getting busy trying to stop the the testing that they're doing for these windmills and the stuff that they're talking about putting off uh uh, the the Atlantic seaboard, right? With all the whales that are just all of a sudden start doing a bunch of stuff to change the environment. And all of a sudden here, whales are washing up, you know, it's, yeah. again, it's, they, they, they like to fix it when it, when it works for them, when it's not, uh, they, they have no problem just crapping all over the environment. So if it, if it works and it works for you, good. I think, yeah. I think it's worth checking out. Yeah. I, I've watched a couple shows too. I suppose this is, is DIYable, but this to me seems like something that, I would end up spending four times as much 
on trying to DIY something like this because I'd get the, you know, the geometry wrong on the on the propellers oh. or something, or I'd end up spending so much damn money, and then I'd end up going and buying a couple solar panels. So, um, but it yeah. is if you know how to do that stuff, it is something you could do because um, it's it's all it's all the same process, right? You're capturing energy, you're turning that energy into electricity, and you're storing that energy. Uh, so, I mean, it's all the same, same stuff, but I don't know, but some people, uh, somebody in the chat, I forget who it was made the comment about up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, solar may not be a good option. Wind could possibly be something to combat that because in the Pacific Northwest, um, you're, you're not talking very much sunlight at all. So that's not a good option. Um, we've, I've got a couple other ones on here that may be good for the Pacific Northwest too. Um, and that one is, is hydro hydropower and basically like i said same process the amount i don't know what type of energy you would get how many kilowatts or or watt hours or anything amp hours or what you get out of one of these it really depends on the size right if you got a hoover dam one i'm sure they get a whole lot of kilowatts you got this one right here you, you're probably your talking sci- is that your scientific uh yeah is that your scientific analysis there's actually an equation that goes into that that equals a whole lot of kilowatts <laughs> i don't want to bore you with it though so <laughs> okay but but hydro might be good in the pacific northwest especially if you live in you know right next to a stream or something it's got to be you know I, i'm sure um you've got a way to you've got to have a way to make maybe force that through so like this is probably on a generator or something because it looks like it's pumped through. But if you have like yeah. right below a waterfall or something like that, you could generate some electricity. Sure. Well, I mean, they have the, if you go to source.co, it's a, um, it, it looks like kind of like these solar panels, but they're actually de, uh, dehumidifiers that they, and in the middle of desert, you know, there's, there's as dry as it gets, there's still humidity in the air, right? So it literally, it looks like a solar panel and it basically creates water out of, out of the air at like a dehumidifier. And so people that live out in the desert, you have a source of water. There's all kinds of things you can do. Again, it's, I, I think it's all investigating what works for you and your situation, your budget, and then finding something like you said, that's scalable and you can, you could ratchet it up over time. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to keep that up and then look at it after the show. <laughs> I got, I have a, a good, good friend of mine who lives down in that, uh, housing development down outside of Phoenix that has no water. The one's on the news every once in a while because none of the, they're having all kinds of water problems. So I sent that to him to see see if he might try that. Yeah, the hydro panel. What does uh, what does one of these things set you out? Do you know? No, I don't recall. I don't think it's cheap, but you know, it's one of those things. I imagine it comes comes down over time. The biggest drawback I I saw when I read reviews on on it was they say it can be a little bit noisy at times so you know if maybe it's something that you can put away from your house or something like that but i mean hey it solves some water problems for people yeah yeah that looks pretty cool i'm gonna have to check that out later and do some research on it um but hydro i think is one as well and even this could if, if you've got a little stream or something you could probably set up something that's small scale you get a 100 amp hour battery and something that you could charge over the course of time, something that you just want to keep stocked up or topped off. Um, I think something like hydro could do pretty well for you as well. Uh, there's also, which I don't have on this list, is human power, right? They have those bikes or those pedal generator things where <laughs> you get a you workout talking? while you do it. I wonder how much those generate. That's like the Gilligan's Island thing, right? The old Yeah. 
the the bike with the coconut wheel hubs and yeah yeah (laughs) um i've seen i've seen one it's basically a little pedal thing so you basic I, i guess you just sit on a chair or sit on the floor and you just hit the pedals yeah, you got to have a couple kids to do something like that because I can't imagine, even after you know two hours of pedaling that damn thing, that you'd get, you know, ten amp hours, 10, 10 milliamp hours, or whatever. <laughs> you could turn on your light you'd, for you'd twenty either, minutes. You'd either you'd either get nothing or you'd get in shape and have electricity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. It 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 would it would do good for that. And you know what? If you did have teenagers, it'd keep them busy too. Say, hey, you want to play on your cell phone or you want to watch a movie on your on your cell phone or whatever? Um, you know what? Generate your own electricity, punk. <laughs> You're right. so nice. So the next one I've got, which... So all of those, I think, are pretty feasible is right it, for preppers. It just depends on your situation, how much money you have, how much, you know, if, you, if you've got skills enough to DIY something like that. I think all of those are pretty feasible for uh, preppers as far as scaling up to, uh, you know, more than just a, an emergency power outage thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this one right here, I want to get your thoughts on because I'm not so sure... That I mean, it's it's a it's I, I get the idea. I just don't know that I wouldn't <laughs> that I wouldn't blow myself up trying to make something like this, or if it's feasible feasible for a residential type setting. And it's the biomass where basically you burn stuff, you turn it into kind of the gasifier thing. You turn it into a gas, the gas runs the turbine, the steam runs the turbine and it generates the electricity. And then you store that electricity. I don't know. That seems like a big pain in the butt <laughs> when oh, you think I mean, about what solar it, and wind would be. It's the biolite stoves, right? They make they make the yeah. small little camping stove that does it. And they actually have bigger units now. So I guess more, you know, more, more fuel makes more electricity. I don't know if it'd be enough to, to run your house off of, but um, I mean, the, the concepts out there, it just, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I have, I have, a, I have some solar panels and all the parts and some lithium, you know, some of the, some of the battle born batteries that I'm working on putting together. And I don't know, it's electronics, man. It confuses the hell out of me. So I don't know how something like this would work unless they come up. Maybe they have units. Do they have biomass units you can drop at your house? I don't know about residential. I didn't, I didn't look that far into it. Um, probably not just for just zoning code. I mean, zoning restrictions and all that. Um, I don't know that, you know, they'd, they'd have, uh, unless it went through a bunch of safety standards and all that stuff. I don't know that they'd have something to the size that could generate electricity for your house. What's that? You're so talking out your, you're talking out your ass right now. You're just making all that shit up. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying in my, (laughs) what, what I think is I doubt that they have them for residential homes. Like you could hook up a biomass heater to your home. I just, I don't see how that's possible. But with me, I think this is not really something that I would look into. Uh, I mean, to each their own, but there's just so many different moving parts. You've got the wood, which you've got to have an, have enough wood. Or, uh, I think, uh, in the chat, uh, uh, Jammer WV Rolf uh, talked about hooking it up to your outhouse. I don't know exactly how that would work, but I'm sure I'm sure somehow it would. But you would have to replenish that, so you'd have to live somewhere where there's a whole lot of trees, and you would have to uh, refill it. There's just a lot of moving parts to this whole thing. Whereas if you just get solar, it's hooked up and ready to go. If you get a wind turbine, it's hooked up and ready to go. So 
Well, I mean, you do have those, um, you know, a lot of people have those, uh, I mean, they're uh, outside boilers, you know, outside wood stoves that are, that are pumped in. And then when I say stove, it's, 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 it's a biomass that pumps in, it heats the house. It, it does all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So you, you do have that at some, some level, which I think it's great because, you know, if you have the fuel up there, I mean, most people get a truckload of wood dumped. And then they, they, you know, keep their house and heated, you know, their homes heated and stuff throughout the winter with that. I think it's, uh, they work real, real well. I just, I've never seen anything about that generates the electricity, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like an old steam engine, same, same sort of concept. Um, kind of what you were talking about with the outside is the geothermal too, where you pump the stuff in. I don't know exactly how this works. Uh, basically from this little diagram right here, it's talking about how they put probes in the ground, probably pretty deep that collect that warm air. And it basically just filters in through your house, uh, during the cold months, keeping it warm. Um, you can do both actually. So, um, as long as you go underneath the freeze line, right? So in the, in the winter time, you put it underneath the freeze line and it draws in air that cools, but it, it, it warms because if it's 30 degrees out and it's underneath the frost line, I think that's 50 something degrees. So that air, by the time it hits your house, it's warm and it helps warm up your house in the wintertime. In the summertime, it does just the exact opposite because that dirt's cool. It runs through the dirt or the earth and it comes into your house and it cools your house off. They do it a lot with, um, I don't know if you've checked out the earth ships. Yeah. They're, they're big down in New Mexico and some other places. There's actually a guy in Nebraska that has an earth ship that he built some old timer and, and it, the greenhouse on the front side of it, he has orange trees and he grows oranges in the middle in Nebraska in the middle of wintertime because it's all, and it's all geothermal heated by yeah. going underneath yeah. the frost line with some tubes and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it just maintains that temperature too. So, because you don't have the, the high fluctuations from above ground. So yeah, earth homes, yeah. those, those look pretty cool. I don't know some of the, some of them that I've seen, I don't know that I'd want to purchase one. It'd be kind of cool to live there and check it out. I probably would probably change my mind after I lived there a while, but um, some of them are made out of recycled materials and tires and, and, you know, like uh, glass bottles and stuff like that. They, they use, so they use the tires to create the berm behind the house. Right. And so they, and they fill the tires up with dirt. So you end up creating the sort of the hill that your geothermal tubes go through to heat and cool. And then the front end, the front side of it has a greenhouse that you use your gray water to water. So I, I think it's great for like a prepper having a greenhouse inside your home. Yeah, no kidding. That's part of your whole your whole heating and cooling plan. I mean, a, a, as far as being a, a prepper, I think it's a, a great way to go. Well, and you think uh, security, security wise too, you've got the ground as your, you know, your concrete walls, right? I mean, for most for of your house, part, anyway. yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. No, I I really like the Earth ships, man. I, I would I would have no problem living in an Earth ship. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I I could see you living in an Earth ship and and freaking loving it. I, I'd probably be I jealous could, too. I mean, I, I kind of clown I, on. I right could dress now, up like a Dungeons and Dragons character. I could dress up as a Dungeons and Cra- <laughs> Dragons character and pretend I'm in my like under my my cave <laughs> or a superhero. All kinds of stuff. It'd be great. Yeah, I could totally see Fortress that. of Solitude. <laughs> Um, one last thing on this is because we're talking about larger scale, uh, you know, doing your own electricity rather than being dependent on somebody. I think, and I, I in the chat, you guys, if, if you know, I think the average home, uh, like a tiny home, I think uses between one and two kilowatts a year uh, of, of electricity. So when you're talking your 
Uh, and it could be way more than that too. Uh, when you're talking the average um, large or regular home, you're probably talking three to five kilowatts uh, per year that it takes to uh, live the way we do these days. In a so, go ahead. The I'm looking. This is on Google Foo, and it says uh, it, it lists California, Colorado, and Connecticut. They California the average electricity um, use for a home daily is. 20 kilowatts and annually that's 72 just over 7200 kilowatts in 7, uh, colorado it's 23 kilowatts daily and 8500 kilowatts annually you're using too much power up there in colorado daily you guys uh <laughs> well it's because it's because it's colder get, like, some alternative energy yeah it's because it's colder we actually have to use heaters out here and and gavin no. newsom has got you guys all clamped down so you can't even use electricity half the time that's why that's where your average goes down he just shuts everybody off. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, when you're thinking about like, if you were the one generating that electricity, I guarantee you, we could probably, probably be around half that because we'd really be a lot more mindful <laughs> about what we were using electricity on. If we had, you know, the batteries and all that to, to store it. And, you know, if we had more control over it, I think we'd be a lot more mindful than just flipping a switch on or, or turning the heater up a couple degrees. So I, in here, it says for a tiny home, it says a tiny house will use around four kilowatts per day. Typically around 80% of that power will be used for heating and cooling. Assuming you cook and heat water with propane or natural gas. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I just thought that was a, you know, one of those things that we talk about as preppers all the time. I didn't want to get into the same old mumbo jumbo about what supplies to use because I think we all we all know that. I geek out on that stuff, the solar stuff all the time. But it really, it becomes a challenge when, you, when you're talking about this larger scale stuff because you're talking about putting a wind turbine in your backyard maybe. Um, you're talking about thousands of dollars. Uh, you're talking about, you know, six to eight solar panels on your on the roof of your house. Um, you're talking, I've, I've actually looked into it and you can get it where it's actually tied into the grid, where the, the extra energy that you have gets fed back into the grid. Uh, it's cheaper that way, but when the grid goes down, you're going down. So that's not anything that I would, would, would want to do. Um, to, to do it where you're completely disconnected, it's a little bit more expensive. We're talking 15,000 out here for, um, and, and that's not even all the energy needs we need, but it's, it's pretty close. We're talking about $15,000. I don't know. You know. I think what, I'm man? buying a Generac. Maybe I'm a prick, but I don't want my electricity going back into anybody's grid. Oh, I don't want either. Yeah. Like, like, no, no. You know what? And, and part of that is I don't want them knowing what I got going, have going on with my electricity. Exactly. If I go out of my way to have my own solar, stay out of my electrical business, get out of here. Right. Like I don't want to be, I don't want any, anything to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. If I'm going to, I don't want to be tied to the grid whatsoever because that defeats my whole purpose of, you know, right. being able to have power when nobody else does. Uh, liberated lady said in the chat, screw it, Dale, do it for you and your family. Yeah. yeah. And there, there is that factor too of me being cheap and scroogey <laughs> and doing things that need to be done and sort of biting the bullet. But uh, I've just had so many other things jump out at me this last year that I'm on, I'm on severe pause before I, before I have a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, so we're at about forty minutes. That that took a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but that was a just a it was a cool conversation. I thought uh, about alternative energy. Um, what we're gonna do now is I think we are gonna head over to Rumble. We've got a few things to talk about over there. I know this Daisy article, uh, this organic prepper article, is gonna take us a little bit, and then we've got a few other things too. You just found something right before the show too, so um, I think we're gonna head over there. Um, to everybody on Survivalist Prepper and the Survival Preppers watching this on YouTube, uh, just hit that link below in the description. Just expand the, the description below the video and click that Rumble link, and we'll be over there, and we'll finish up the show uh, and and be a little bit more free about the things we say and, and all that stuff. But uh, with that, we are going to end this for you guys. Uh, if you can't make it over there, I appreciate you joining in tonight. And everyone else, we will uh, see you over at Rumble. I think those are both both done. So um, I guess we'll just get kind of get into this. I've got a couple different things. Let me look at my notes here uh, that I have as rumble topics. We can get into the conspiracy theories article first, or we can talk about the that video with uh, Joe Rogan and and Russell Brand talking about rumbles growth. Which way do you want to go first? Let's start with the Joe Rogan one, man. Okay, uh, if I can find it here. Oh. oh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not YouTube. It's actually a Twitter. Uh, Glenn Greenwald uh, tweeted something uh, and I'll just play this and then we can talk about it uh, real quick. Uh, I got to move this into place. Okay. Controversial. Cause <laughs> yeah. we never, st- we never yeah. change shit, but they, they do things to get people to self-censor. Of course. And, Rumble doesn't do that. It was well, yeah, exactly. What was difficult for us when we were when YouTube was our primary platform is something we would look at your content. All right, that's the title of this Rogan video. Um, this is the content. Okay, well, we can try that, and then we would get demonetized, and it yeah. becomes like a weird algebra. You change this word, you mm-hmm. change that word. You have to order it. You have there's certain things you just you know that you can't say. And you still get some money from like YouTube Red. Yeah, right? you still get, but it was like th- they were doing things, and. I mean, I, they're running a business. I understand it from their perspective. Of course. You know, they're running a business. They have advertisers. I understand it from their perspective. But from a content creation perspective, you just couldn't trust them. This is what uh, Rumble were fundamentally offered. They gave me a good deal and the assurance that we're not going to censor you. Now, obviously, coming from where I come from politically and in terms of my background, even as a person that's been in the public for a while, I'm not, I, I know how Rumble's being portrayed. It's being portrayed as a right wing, like, you know, far right place, conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you and Glenn Greenwald, super yeah. far right. Yeah, like this married gay, Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> journalist. Tulsi Gabbard, super right wing. Yeah, like, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts what people call it. It's just anything alternative to the censorship model they'll talk of as right wing. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the key thing I wanted to talk about right there is anything alternative to the censorship model, he phrased that perfectly, is right wing these days. And it and it absolutely is. And I think Russell Brand, I, I can I can only take small pieces and parts of Russell Brand. After a while he just he talks so fast and he's so full of energy, it's like, okay, I can't handle you anymore. But but he's spot on. And the other thing, I want to talk about this after after we talk about this part, but he was on Bill Maher and what ripped into some dude. But with this, they're they're right. This is why people are moving away from YouTube and moving towards Rumble. And it's great that there are options available. 
uh, like like Twitter even these days. Twitter and Rumble are those options for people to go that don't want to get squashed. I love it over here. It's fun over here. Oh, you're muted. Yeah, it gets back to the thing with YouTube, right? Like we know we've watched them demonetize videos because we say stuff that they don't like. Okay, I I, I kind of I get it. Whatever they have they have as the advertisers get on there and they say, hey, we don't want to be on any videos where people cuss. All right, well that leaves us out a lot of times. Yeah, you know they don't want to be on any videos that are assorted with with whatever. Okay, that's that's their choice. So that so you lose monetization. But where it was irritating me with YouTube was when your subscribers, when you're getting 100 or 200 subscribers a month, and then all of a sudden it goes down to like 28 subscribers. Yeah. It's because YouTube is not showing it in people's feeds because they don't like what we have to say. And you see that across the board with preppers and, and other people. YouTube remind, is very much, I mean, look at what Facebook is now. You can't post anything on Facebook about preparedness pretty much anymore that gets any sort of traction, right? It just, it, and I, I've done it on my personal feed. I talk about that when I uh, post dog pictures and cat pictures and sunrises, it gets all kinds of stuff. You post yeah. anything to do about resiliency and they show it to nobody, right? And so, and so YouTube's kind of gotten that way. It's just like, yeah. And I, I've had people comment, they say, oh, your show's so much better over on Rumble now. Yeah, because we can actually have conversations. We don't have to self-censor. And unfortunately, you know, it's like it's back to the thing. Well, don't self-censor. Then the whole show gets shut down over there. And now it's like, OK, well, we got to you know, what do we do? So yeah. I, I like the fact and Russell Brand is I think he's moved over just like Glenn Greenwald. And they're not they are They get called alt right. Glenn Greenwald gets called alt right. And dude is gay, married another dude and has and it has a bunch of kids that they've adopted. Like you don't get more left than that dude. And because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't agree with the narrative, he's they're, they're telling him is all right. It goes back into like the survivalist stuff back in the day. Right. Because, because there, there was, you had survivalists and people that were living off the grid, what we were just talking about doing their own thing. And you have, and like a bunch of the people that were part of the Aryan nation lived off the grid. They said, Oh, you guys are all Nazis. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's they just lump you into this stuff because they it, it's identity politics. They want to, you know, they want to demean you. They want to. It, it's trying to rip you down and do all the stuff. It, it's cancel culture. You know, if they can get people to stop listening to Russell Brand and, and Glenn Greenwald and the Jimmy Doors, that they're 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 trying to cancel them. They're just like they try to cancel all the people on the right because we have an a, an opinion and a belief about you know how the world works. Yeah. Yeah. If they assassinate your character, that's the best way to get that public opinion. Um, that's the best way to say Greenwald says something. And the masses, if, if you discredit that guy, if you assassinate his character, the masses are going to go, oh, Glenn Greenwald. Oh, Russell Brand. Always spouting off about this or that. Oh, Joe Rogan talking about horse dewormer and, you know, whatever. Um, all that that stuff. Then they just assume that that it's it's not to be listened to. The same thing, and I, you know, there are some right wing news outlets that are that are just, you know, I I have to you know take them with a grain of salt. Zero Hedge is one of them. Epoch Times, uh, there's Breitbart, but it doesn't mean they're the, all the information that they have is is bad right off the bat. You have to be smart enough as a person to disseminate that information. And I think all these guys are doing is voicing their opinion and being smart enough to say, hey, you know what? Your line, your, as Joe Rogan called it, your censorship model is a bunch of horse shit. 
Uh, Jimmy Dore, same way. All these all these left wing guys that are now all of a sudden, you know, almost sort of siding with what is seen or, or historically been right right wing views. And I think that's because mm-hmm. the left has gone so freaking far left that these guys like them in the middle are left stranded. Well, so, like I, I went to that Jimmy Short uh, Door show uh, last week or the week before. And it was, you know, and he's up there. He's like, look, I don't agree with every, you know, he goes, I don't agree with a lot of what people on the right have to say. He goes, what I do agree with them though on is their right to say it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that we're, I mean, we're at the point where we're not, where it's, we're, you know, why we're, we're bickering over issues. One of those issues is the right for us to have the right to freedom of speech is where we're at in our society now that they're trying to shut down. You know, and it's like that's that's where you start seeing the left and people on the right start coalescing. That's you know, you, you see, dude, did you? I, I think I sent it to you, but I know I bombard you with like links every all day long to <laughs> videos and stuff like that. But there's there's a, a a bill being proposed down in Florida right now, and it's by the Republican part. It's by a Republican that's proposing it. That if you say anything in on social media, if you have a website, a blog, you know, any anything. That, and you say anything about the governor, the deputy governor, or the attorney general of Florida, you have to register with the with the Florida state government and and send in like monthly updates about if you're making money, what you got going on. And it's like, wait a minute, isn't that like what the left is doing to yeah. us? They're trying to censor. Now you're going to try to make it. Oh, I have to put in paperwork again. This is a Republican doing this. That I you have to submit paperwork if you talk about. The, the governor or any of the top politicians down there. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to share that. Um, it Yeah, down in, in DeSantis's state, because that made me think twice about DeSantis. I, I think he gets a lot of heat for well, unnecessary I, I don't know heat. That DeSantis, I don't know that DeSantis is behind that. I don't know that he supports that. But the fact that it's being kicked around from the other side of the aisle, like I, I'd say that the, the the majority of the people right now that are that are rightfully and justifiably screaming about censorship and freedom of speech are people on the right. And the fact that somebody on that supposedly is on the right is thinking about putting, trying to push that through into a law. I don't think it'll get anywhere, but it's like, dude, have you lost your mind? Yeah. I mean, think about that. You, you need to ask permission basically to talk shit about a politician. That's basically what they're saying is they want, they want to make it as hard as possible for you to, 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 to dig up dirt and talk about it. Uh, you you have to register with them, and it, and it has to go through different channels before you can dish dirt. I, I know this, it's not DeSantis doing it. The reason I say it gives me pause is because that's the state that he's running. So um, he should have yeah. some say over these guys and and say, "Hey, man, knock well, that shit off." But I, I think it gets I think it gets back to where you know it gets back to the whole the two party nonsense, right? Like both parties, and we, we talk about it all the time since. Trump was since Trump first got elected, both parties have had all control of all set sections of the government at one point or another for a couple of years. And both parties haven't done anything to fix fix our problems, you know, and then we see this stuff like right now. I, I caught this one the other day. It, it's mostly Republicans. And, and I and I'm not shitting on Republicans because I, you know, have, I've always hated Republicans. I was a Republican most of my life. Right. Until I'm like, wait, what what's the lunacy of this stuff? It's kind of like Joe Joe Rogan was a Democrat most of his life. And, and I pop smoke. But there are literally Republicans right now trying to push a bill to raise that in the Senate that are trying to raise the uh, Social Security retirement age to 70. 
Yeah. You fucking lost your minds? Well, and you brought it to my attention. It was Reagan that raised it from 65 to 67 in the first place. So, hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm more right wing too. But if if it if something needs to be pointed out, it needs to be pointed out. That's where I am on all this all this crap. So I don't care who it is talking about. If you're going to talk shit about the government, you need to register first. Bullshit. Uh, it's it's government. And they're all in on, on that, it together. That, that, nowhere does that. If you look anywhere, nowhere does that in, entail freedom. Right. That it doesn't. Take, hey, I was going to tell you I, I, uh, the other day was if anybody wants to read a really good book or listen to a good audio book. I, I love the audiobook version. It's called Chaos. Right. And Chaos it gets into starts off with the whole uh, uh, this uh, Tom O'Neill reporter. He's been on a bunch of podcasts and stuff, but he goes deep into the whole Charles Manson investigation, uh, unlike the Charles Manson killings, which turns into MK Ultra and the whole investigation on that. If you want to, there are so many people in there of names you'll know. And um, it, it's, it, it is a, it's like listening to a radio drama and it gets deep into the conspiracies and the government, the CIA running, you know, doing operations here in the U S it's called chaos. I'm about half, it's about a 16 hour audio book. It is fantastic. If it, I'm pretty sure most of you being uh, preppers and, and thinking, you know, going down the truth rabbit hole instead of the conspiracy rabbit hole, you'll love it. So yeah, chaos. I have to check that out. Oh, hey, real quick, Robert in the chat. He said basically they're doing the same thing against right wingers in Washington State. They're they're trying to call it uh, domestic violence prevention. That's that's the the stuff that they do. Uh, that's that's how they they're able to do some of the things that they do because they can label it these things that make people feel like it's all nice and shiny and all that. Uh, and and it's just more authoritarianism. Uh, one other thing he said, the, the one I wanted to get from Robert was, uh, if that bill passes, and I believe he was talking about the one in Florida, uh, if you if you say anything about doubting election results, anti-jab, gender bending, anti-BM, BLM, all that stuff, yeah, it goes through their basically the Ministry of Truth, uh, and and gets decided. Well, you you know what? We decided that you can't publish that. You're going to have to write something well, else. Or here's a it, it, here's a version you can publish. It gets back to the version of the Patriot to the back to the Patriot Act, right? Yeah. When the Patriot Act came in, oh, we're going to use it to monitor what these crazy jihadists are doing around the world in case they want to attack us. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We should do that. And then they get the they get the they get all the you know everything in place to be able to do that. And then they say, oh, let's turn this inward. Let's look inside our own country and start using it. Part of the whole thing with that book, Chaos, they talk about how uh, J. Edgar Hoover back in the in the late 60s and the early 70s and uh, the CIA got together and were monitoring them. They were they were monitoring Americans, phone taps, the whole nine yards it was going back. It, it's the what we're going through right now is a rinse and repeat of what they went through in Vietnam. And it's just, yeah. you know, hey, like abuse the rights and, and you know, the rights of our it's not even privileges, the rights of Americans. It's like, ugh, yeah. And it just just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling, and then pretty soon, man. I don't know if it's if it's two hundred years from now or whatever, but all of these things that just keep adding up and adding up, uh, it's it's all going to reach ahead pretty soon. Uh, one thing on Russell Brand that I wanted to mention before I forget about this, I know it's kind of a little bit, eh, it's not off topic, but he was on. You had sent me. I had seen something about this MS this J or not J Mar. <laughs> what is his the name? MSNBC uh, guy on Bill Maher. Bill Maher, yeah. Um, I had seen it, and then right after I saw it, you sent it to me. 
And I didn't get the clip. I was looking through my Twitter feed here, and I don't have the actual clip. But he basically goes off on this dude because this guy was basically saying, um, "How? name me one uh, television personality that willfully knows something is false information but goes out and says it anywhere. Anyway, and he just completely just went off on the dude on all the different things, kind of like what we were talking about, Joe Rogan and the horse dewormer, all of these different examples of how they, they take this narrative this that is that needs to be pushed, basically, and they push the crap out of that narrative rather than talking about the things that need to be talked about. So they don't necessarily go out and say, okay, I know this is not true, but I'm going to lie about it. But they do kind yeah, of do. walk that line. Yeah, I think they straight up lie about stuff. It's, you know, it, they, they go down the rabbit hole of telling us, oh, you're all conspiracists because you you think that the the virus may have come out of a lab. And it's what Russell Brand talks about to that guy. He's like, weird that they have inside of Wuhan, they have a laboratory that works with coronaviruses. It's so weird that like, wow, how did this thing originate in Wuhan? Yeah. You know, so your conspiracy theory. Now it's because they're all getting on board with the like, you know, because the left is now the party of war. The, the Democrats are the party of war pretty much. And it, it's now they're getting everybody on board with, oh, yeah, it, it came out. It might have come out of the lab because they're trying to get people pissed off to ch about China. So when Ukraine gets done sh shit in the bed and, and like we stop being able to funnel weapons and munitions in there. Now we have something to build up against the, the spooky war that we're trying to get into with the Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It, 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 it's, it, they, they, they lie all the time. I mean, look at how many, you know, like you said, it, it's, what did they say about Joe Rogan? Oh, he, cause he took, he took Ivermectin. Oh, he's taking that horse medicine, that horse paste. And like Joe Rogan talks, he's like billions of people have been prescribed that it won the Nobel prize. Right? Yeah. But because of what they did, it got labeled as horse paste. And, and that was the, the, the running narrative. It was horse paste. Don't listen to anybody that's telling you to take horse medicine or anything like that. And all he, I remember this, this whole time frame. all he was doing at that point, he had McCullough on, he had a, a few different people. He was just trying to get information and let people who had different, different opinions from the mainstream on to talk about it. It's not like he was promoting it or anything. It's just asking about it. Well, and he, but he got on there and what he did, they got all mad. Why they got mad with Rogan was because when Rogan got uh, COVID, he he took he, he and you know it's not, it's not like Rogan isn't you know a multi million you know hundred millionaire or whatever he is. He went out and talked to all his doctors he knew, and they came up with a a, a plan for him, and he was better in like a day. Mm -hmm. And they got mad that this top celebrity went out there and got better in a day using all these different ways to get better. And Rogan never the only thing Rogan ever said about the vaccine was do your research. And do what's right for you. You know, if you got, if, if, if you have, you know, uh, if, if you have conditions that might cause you to be more susceptible to COVID, well, maybe you want to think about it. You know, look at the different vaccines. Which one do you want to get? That kind of stuff. He was trying to inform people and they went and tore him down. You know, when he had Sanjay Gupta on his show, Sanjay Gupta from CNN couldn't, couldn't answer him when he's like, why were your, why was your, your network lying about me? Yeah. It's because they wanted to push a false narrative. This is the same thing when you go back to the whole, you know, the stuff that went on in the 60s and all that. It's always about pushing a narrative. They want to they want to push misinformation. That's what the CIA does. The CIA does misinformation and disinformation. That's their job. And they use it on us. They 
Wikipedia gets its money from the CIA, from the intelligence agencies. You know, all these different, these, these different groups, they get paid by these people. So of course they lie. Yeah. Yeah. What you got going on over there? You got all kinds of, it's like you got monitor shit going on. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find this because you were talking about um, all, all of that stuff and, and reminded me of an article again, it, organic prepper was on a roll this week. They had a bunch of good stuff, but it was Woody Harrelson on Saturday night live. And I don't watch mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, but he basically got a jab in about pharmaceutical companies towards the end of, of that, his little monologue. Did you see that? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Let me, I was, I, since I, I spent here like five minutes searching for this crap, let me just play the end of his, his little thing right here. But it's hilarious. And I think the the audience in this, I think it was pretty funny because they just got silent. They didn't know what to say because somebody's not towing the company line for the pharmaceutical companies. Um, Let me play just a couple minutes of this, see if I can find the spot where he's just talking about it. Lay lay your head on the palm, fire up a hooter from Jeremy, (laughs) and start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is gonna believe that crazy idea (laughs) being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway. So I thought it was pretty funny because the audience and even looking at the people behind him, uh, they're just kind of sitting there going, "Um, should we laugh? That's not funny, is it? But he totally, yeah. and he's, he's not wrong. It's the biggest drug cartel in the world. I mean, forcing people to take the med- their medication. And the reason that I thought about that, because you were talking about how Joe Rogan got, you know, basically was okay after a day or two. And with COVID, I mean, it's different for everybody. So who knows what the reasons were. But the fact that everything about any sort of natural remedies, any sort of, I mean, you couldn't go to beaches and crap like that in the beginning because all that stuff was squashed. So the only cure, the only thing is to get the vaccine. That's the only thing that's going to work. Oh, yeah. And and there's no talk about vitamin D, right? Checking your vitamin D levels, seeing what you are on stuff, going out and getting some. No, none of that. Every All that got shot. And, and that was always the thing before. Hey, try to be healthy. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, you know, it's like this is this is your only solution to that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's infuriate. It goes back to um, the, the, the stuff with uh, Aaron Rodgers, right, where he was allergic to some of the, the, the components of the vaccine. He's like, I can't take it. I'm allergic to it. And then they all attacked him for it. You know, people are like, oh, you got to do your duty. Yeah, no bullshit. You got to do your duty. Yeah, you know, that's- like, 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 hey, doing your duty is sitting back and after a train crashes and derails with a with tank loads <laughs> of hazardous chemicals that burns your fucking town down. Doing your duty is apparently now is to sitting around and to let the government tell you everything's fine. Why people have all kinds of health issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like wh- wh- where, where's the where is the. You know, the reciprocation, like, oh, we're going to do our do. No, there's no, it's not like it was. It's not like some company back in the seventies that gives you a gold watch after you retire. There, there's no, there's no reciprocation unless it benefits people. There's no do your duty. Yeah. Do what's in your own best self-interest as long as you don't fuck anybody else over. And that makes, that means making your own determination about what you put in your body that the federal government gets behind. I mean, 
you know, they, they shit on us for years. We got we got suppressed over on YouTube because we might say, hey, the, the virus came out of a lab. Right. Again, it goes back to, OK, now that they're finally admitting that. Well, was it intentional or unintentional, folks? Not, and I'm, I know I'm saying it to the, you know, to people here, but that's what they need to start asking. Yeah. Like, why would it, why would I believe it was unintentional at this point? Because it's, you know, I mean, they lied about that. You know, and, and then it's like, well, it's the, you know, it's the Chinese. The Chinese did it. Really? We funded it. As it was, are we sure that was just the Chinese that was, was intentionally releasing it? Or did we have a part to play in that? And by we, I mean our government the Fousters and all those people up there. That's what people need to start asking yeah. more and more. I imagine we are already asked that, but that's the, the conversation that needs to be had. Did they leak? Cause there was no, look, man, I make no bones about it. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. And there was no getting that guy out of office before the pandemic hit, right? Gas prices were two something a gallon. Uh, you know, the inflation was like, like 3% or less. Uh, people were fairly happy with the economy. Things were going pretty good. Only with the only the only thing that they did was that that his poor response and, and some of the stuff that happened had, had had the pandemic not come along, had COVID not come along. That dude would have gotten reelected. So maybe their insurance policy back in the day that they used to talk about wasn't some like, oh, we're going to impeach you. Maybe it was like, oh, we're going to unleash COVID on the fucking world. Yeah. And people say, say that, that, oh, well, why, why would our government do that? I don't know. Why do we why do we kill a million fucking Iraqis when we didn't need to be in there? It's not like governments go back and, and I mean, you have Stalin killed 100 million people. The Chinese killed 100 million of their people. You know, it, it's not like the U.S. has not experimented on our own people. The Tuskegee experiments, MK Ultra, and all the other shit we've done. So what? We're supposed to believe that our fucking government somehow won't do this shit? No. Yeah. And, and the things that have come out, the things that they have done behind the scenes that, you know, it doesn't make the headlines because, you know, the media companies are right in, right in bed with them, that the pharmaceutical companies, and I think that's what Russell Brand was talking about with, on that segment too, was how the pharmaceutical companies, the mainstream media is not going to come out against them because they're, that, that's their paycheck. So why would you do that? So, yeah. Well, they, like the, the, the fact that like they didn't get snatched up and brought to the brought to the Capitol or where the fuck ever when, when Pfizer came out and tried to lobby to have its records sealed for 75 years. Yeah. What? Because you pulled shady shit and you weren't honest with people. Is that, I mean, cause if, if you were honest with people and everything was great, you wouldn't give a shit about the, about the records coming out. You know what was because your, your, your meds were what they shot into Kennedy when they killed him. So let's, let's make it all 75 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, I don't as, as quickly, you know, Operation Lightspeed and all that shit. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just kind of going off on a tangent here, but it sure seemed weird to me how quickly all of this crap got done. And I know there was some urgency and all that stuff, but it it really seemed to me at the time like this was already being worked on. This this specific vaccine was already being worked on by the time this came out. I could be totally wrong. I I'm, I probably well, I, am totally wrong, but it sure seems weird. The technology was there because we have Dr. Robert Malone, right? The inventor of the mRNA technology or one of the yeah. co-inventors of it. I think the difference is they just said, hey, we can make this work. Let's go with it. It's, you know, you and I could go in, go into your, you know, into your kitchen and like, hey, we're going to make up something that's going to make you people feel better and you should take it. And we can mix some Drano and some fucking organic olive oil together, <laughs> sprinkle some salt in there, throw a little fucking sugar in there. And hey, everybody line up and take a spoonful of this shit. 
and it'll be good for you. Well, before that, before, before the mRNA vaccine came out, right? Like they have the old technology. It's what the Johnson Johnson vaccine was. It's like, that's, that's what all vaccines pretty much before that have been made. Right. But they, they took the mRNA technology and said, all right, we can just do this. Let's do it in about five months, three months, and we'll be good. Right. When before, remember the whole thing with the American medical system before this, with the big pharma was they would always bitch. It takes years to get something through the system. Yeah. Right. Because we have to go to this trials and that. I remember when they first started talking about, I'm like, oh, we're two years out minimum from getting a vaccine. And then like, you know, you turn around the next day, you wipe your ass, you come up, you look at the news and, oh, hey, we got a vac that they're coming out with a vaccine. Right. And of course, one of the boosters that they came out, I think it was for Omicron. They tested it on eight fucking mice. Yeah. A billion dollar company could only find eight fucking mice to test a fucking vaccine booster on. Like, I mean, come on. No, it's it's the amount of money that is sitting right in front of their faces. They're like, we can't put this off. If we put this off a week, if we actually test it, put this through the ringers and test it like we normally would, we're losing out on billions and billions and billions of dollars. So we got to get this out there and we got to push this narrative that we're doing this for your your own benefit. And and we need people to talk about how you're saving grandma by taking the vaccine and and the vaccine's going to you know, you're not going to get COVID if you take the vaccine all all things that we found out were bullshit, you know, along the lines. Now, granted, some of that stuff was true, but there was such a hardcore narrative pushed of you're going to die unless you get a vaccine. Um, that, well, that's and then, what. And then, I mean, they, they work the insurance industry scam and they start stuffing old people. Oh, we have to stick old people in convalescent homes that have COVID. And then it runs rampant and kills off all, you know, all these people who, where, where's been the, where's the trials over that? Where's been? The, where are the hearings over all the all the elderly people that were fucking nuked over that shit? And I'm not saying, look, man, when you have when you have a pandemic going going around and stuff happens, and you can say what you want. When it first came out, we didn't know. That's the problem with a pandemic. Is in February and March, people are coming out making these definitive statements about, well, this is what it's going to be. You don't don't fucking know. It's a virus. Yeah. You don't know what a virus is capable of. You don't know if it's going to affect old people, young people, whatever. And they start making these big grandiose, this is what we're going to do to save the country decisions on it. And then they blow back in them because they all try to fucking do something. They play the political game. You know? And so it's, yeah, it, fuck, dude. It, it's why I think someone wrote in the chat here, um, who was it? Fed up American. He goes, I love this country or she uh, fed up American 1987. I love this country and my fellow countrymen, but I hate the government. Right there with you. And I think a lot of people are getting getting to that point. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, man, somebody needs to fucking pull pull the brake on this on this Ferris wheel that's going out of control. Yeah. Right. Stop the merry-go-round and let, let's all get let's, you know, hey, you know, get get off your Chinese cock that they're all sucking because they get the millions of money, you know, the, the billions of dollars from them. Get off the shit that you're, you know, with the the Fauci and them getting kickbacks. They get, you know, basically get a kickback, four hundred million dollars from big pharma for the vaccines, right? They're all making money and making power. Someone needs to say, hey, stop it. And, and let's play like adults. And let's be, and let's do what's right on the, the behalf of the American people. But they don't want to do that. Yeah. It, it goes back to your, when you were talking about raising social security, they screw shit up in, in Washington and we are left holding the bag basically. And, and that's just one example of all this crap. So um, they they go in and they jack stuff up. They did it with with uh, college tuition. If, if they get their hands on on 
medical. They'll do the same thing with, with medical insurance and all that, which is too bad because that would be something that I think would be fantastic for everybody to be able to have insurance. But the fact that they'll just jack it up, <laughs> I have no faith in, in, in that at all. But that's, that's our... And, and not just our government, I suppose. I'm sure uh, governments all over the world and, and throughout history have all been the same freaking way. Uh, but, yeah, they they screw shit up, and then we are left holding oh. the bag with all this Well, I mean, I mean, look at it, dude. Like, you can't have – we don't want you to have a gas-operated stove because that might fuck up the environment. But we have no problem blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline and pumping out millions of whatever you fucking measure natural gas in, you know, mil- millions of, 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 you know – I don't know, blimps worth of natural gas that they pump out in the atmosphere. They have no problem doing that. Yeah. Right? They have no problem telling us, oh, yeah, you know what? We don't want you to drive your fucking car, but I'm going to get in my private fucking plane and fly over to the, the World Economic Forum and have an environmental summit with all the other assholes who fly in here in their private planes <laughs> and pollute the world more than any of you yeah. motherfuckers do. But fuck you and your car and your stove and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. A liberated lady said, going back to your comment about um, or, or what we were talking about with the vaccine, uh, what I said, she said, uh, did they really come out with a vaccine or did they already have them? That sort of leads into what you were talking about with this being, was it intentional? Was it accidental? The timing was pretty suspect. If they knew that they were going to do something like what you're talking about, you'd think that, you know, six, eight months in advance, they'd be like, hey, we're going to do this. So we need you guys to kind of step it up on this little vaccine. And we need to make sure we can have this rolled out as quickly as possible, because come election time, uh, we're we're flipping the switch here. So, well, I think at a minimum, I think at a minimum, they thought they could make it happen. Right. I mean, at a minimum, they thought like, even if we take them at the like, if we take them at the at the level of, hey, they intended to do good. I know it's fucking bullshit. But if they intended to do good, that they thought they could pull it off and that how arrogant is it for them in all of human history? We've gone on years to try to figure out to make sure a drug sort sort of relatively safe for people, even though every time I see it, you know, we're one of two countries in the world that allows far, big pharma to, to do uh, commercials on TV. And every yeah. time I watch that commercial, Ridiculous. the last 30 seconds to a minute is all about how this ways this miracle drug can fuck you up. So we know that that's been going on for years, that they it's taken years to get medications approved and through that. And then all of a sudden, Miracle Max shows up, right? And, and miracles, it, we're going to do it in two to three months. You know, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, that was a really great fucking thing for everybody. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see in 20 years from now. Um, Robert said in the chat, he said, remember when the White House press release about the, remember the White House press release about the jab during Biden's second uh, winter? Remember the winter, the death for all the unvaccinated, the end jabs will have the winter right. of sickness and death and you're all going to die because you didn't get the vaccine. So do do yourself a favor and get the, the vaccine. Yeah. All that rhetoric, all that bullshit that now we see um, just just coming out. And it's kind of, it's stuff that, that is not a surprise to us and people that, that kind of contemplate all these things and talk about them. Uh, but to a lot of people, I'm sure some of this is either they just still dismiss it as complete conspiracy theory and rhetoric, or they're kind of seeing it going, huh, that's weird. Or they just choose yeah, to well, ignore I mean, it that's, altogether. That's the thing, right? It gets back to the conspiracy theory stuff. It, it's the organic, it's good good transition for the organic prepper article, yeah, right? yeah. How, how much stuff is actually, how, how many conspiracy theories has been, have been proven true. And, and we're going to focus a lot of times we focus on like what's happening now or what's happened in recent years, 
But to go back through history and look at all the, the shenanigans and how many times the government has fucked people over in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what the, so. Well, you think about it, and I don't know, you know, I look back five, ten years ago, and there were conspiracy theories, but there was never the amount the, you know, the spigot wasn't turned up full blast like it seems it was last year. And I don't know if that's because they're getting caught in more stuff, if they don't give a crap anymore because they can control, um, you know, what's being put out over the airwaves as far as the mainstream media is concerned. But it seems to me, and, and does it to you, that there's been like one after the other after the other this last year of things that we are, we're, we're told are just completely crazy. That's conspiracy theory. Don't listen to that stuff. Two weeks, a month later, now we're talking about it. The lab leak, all the ones we're going to go through in this article. Does it seem that way to you? Like it's on hyper, uh, like well, I overdrive? Think, I, think it's, I, I think it's because of the internet, right? You know, it's, you can put something out there, especially like with Twitter and stuff. You can put an idea out there. That, you know, it says, well, hey, I think it, you know, it was released before that. And that's where people are, you know, it was re- released. Um, it was intentionally released. And then you get, well, okay, well, that's weird. That event 201, when they studied it at Hopkins, the, the effects of a coronavirus outbreak and the world military games in Wuhan, China yeah. started on the October 18th. Call it a coincidence, whatever you want. But people are able to start extrapolating out and people can say, hey, here's some information about that. Here's this link. And so I think it gives people like almost supercomputer access to be able to say, Oh, look at all these different events that are lining up. Right. And, and so I, I think just the ability for people to go out there and find information and communicate is, is really blowing a hole in their stuff. And, you know, it's, it's what, what, what's the, where are we racing to in this terminal velocity of shenanigans that we're going to the point where it does, the government's doing what they're doing to gain more control. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Right. So at what point do they either get that end game where they have that control and they turn it into the hunger games or do we, the people around the world take charge and say, no, the problem is if if you go and you, let's say you boot the current governments out around the world and you put in new governments. Well, as soon as they get in, they become the assholes who want to try. Oh no, we got to maintain our power. So what do we do? Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, if you like what you're seeing on rumble, make sure you smash the like button. It helps us out in their algorithm. Yeah, absolutely. And that. and we're here every Sunday night as well. We do the full show here on Rumble uh, and we do the first half over on, on YouTube. And you can tell if you've been listening to this whole entire show that the first half is pretty vanilla. It's YouTube friendly. <laughs> and this half uh, gets a little bit more live. So um, anyway, I want to go through some of the she's got a there's a whole bunch of, of uh, conspiracy theories in here written by Marie Hawthorne. A whole bunch of conspiracies in here. I don't know that we're going to go through all of them, but I do have the link in the description below in the video. So if you want to, after this video is over, go check out that article. Um, Make sure and do that. Uh, Like I said, the link is below. But she starts off talking about, and we've talked about a couple of these, like the COVID origins and all that, so we can kind of breeze over those. But she mentioned the gas stoves in here. And I haven't heard much about this, but they were talking in this article, she was talking about how uh, the organic prepper ran a story a while back and basically was was told, you know, that's a bunch of horseshit or whatever they were told. And then come to find out, you know, these days, and, and they're still, you know, sort of trying to deny it. I don't know where it's going right now, but they, they did try to make this push of, 
you know, it's so unhealthy. People are dying because of gas stoves. And, and I don't know about you, but I was sitting there going, are you freaking kidding me? But there's yeah, people I, buying into it because they, they were told to buy into it. Hey, I'm not, cause I don't know. I'm not going to say that maybe gas stoves don't have some little impact on the environment. Maybe they do. I don't fucking know. But here's the thing. I think China does a lot more to fuck up the environment than my gas stove. A does, little bit. Than your gas stove does. Right. When you get done dealing with all the assholes in the world, then come talk to me about my fucking gas stove until then fuck off. I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, it, it, they're, they're, they're doing it because it, and I, I think you don't hear anything about it because they came out with it and everybody was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not playing your game. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's still not in their little bullshit that they're going to try to do something with OSHA or something with underwriter laboratories. Let's turn a regulation. Let's do something. So that way we make gas stoves. We price them out of the people's ability to get them. We, we make it more difficult to get whatever that case is. They're pushing for it. It's on the background. It's just like, you know, they got rid of that, that disinformation czar chicken or disinformation. Say that. But do you think they, do you think they stopped doing the, that they're not doing censoring? We know from the Twitter files. And if anybody, if you haven't read up on the Twitter files, head over to Twitter and you can do a search for them, read through the Twitter files, like the government openly going over there and telling them to ban accounts to shut people down. Anybody that says this, you should shut them down, get rid of their account. So we, we know they're doing it, right? And and so whether it's gas stoves or whatever. Yeah, I, I think that Gina Haspel chick, I think that was an intentional move to put this out there, this crazy chick, to just just make all sorts of uproar. That way nobody's paying attention to the real shit that's going on behind the scenes because there are government agencies that are doing that stuff. The FBI, all the, you know, all these agencies working with Twitter, putting requests into Twitter and Twitter granting those requests uh, is, you know, but the fact that, that the FBI and them are, and these other agencies are putting in these requests and having them granted, that's the problem. It's not Twitter granting them. Twitter's just trying to cover it. It was trying to cover its ass and they were ran by a whole bunch of people that, that sided with it anyway. But that should concern everybody that the government is in there saying, Hey, we don't like this. We don't like that. This shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be there. That should concern everybody. But I think she was just a, like a red herring. Like let's throw this chick out here. Let's distract everybody. And then they're not going to pay attention to these real agencies that are doing the dirty work. Yeah. Uh, So the next one, we talked about the COVID origins for a bit, so we won't go into that much, but that's basically, I know there's still a little bit of debate. There isn't in my mind, but I know that, you know, the government's still denying it uh, because they come from fucking some Chinaman eating bat soup. Oh, like he bought a live bat and he went to make out with the bat and the bat bit him. Like, dude, there's bats all over the world. There is a bunch of people getting coronavirus. In, in, from from bats around the world, it it dude, it came out of that fucking lab. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, that was the first thing they came up with. You know, and they want us. They want to try to you know say, oh well, you can't be uh, you're being racist against Chinese people if you say it came from China. No, it's trying to your first answer, not that it came out of the lab where it would be most likely to come out of, but you said some Chinese guys out there eating bats. What are those fucking crazy people doing? That's racist as fuck. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. So, and then we talked about the vaccine as well. Uh, same type of, of stuff. Uh, mandatory masking. That's one that just, this one just will not die. And I, I think we've said this the whole entire time. Masking 
is is going to help to some extent, right? But the whole not wearing a cloth diaper, a, yeah. a face diaper that doesn't that's not going to stop shit. We always said N95 masks and better may help you out, right? But yeah. what was the problem? What was the problem? The government burned through the national stockpile of N95 masks. Obama's administration did. Then they didn't refill it. So they had none to get out to people. So they want to push this shit. Hey, y'all need all need to wear fucking masks. Well, dude, in what fucking planet would that a cloth mask would be worth a shit? Yeah. You know, to it, me, it's it's, it's kind of like you, you can go out at below zero weather in a T-shirt and freeze your ass off. Or you can put a long sleeve shirt on and you may be a little bit warmer, but you're still going to freeze your ass off. I, I think that's the, the mask, the, the whole bandanas and all that crap that was all the rave back then. Oh. I think that was, it's the same sort of thing. It's like you can, it, it may, it may stop one little particle or whatever, but it's, it's shit's going to get through there. And I, I think as preppers, we knew all of that to begin with because we understand, uh, or we should anyway, about how, how all this, how, how the N95s work, where most people well, probably have heard N95 for the first time a few years ago. Well, and then you, you get back to the whole point, right? Fucking Fauci lied about masks when they first came out. Mm -hmm. He flip-flopped several times on masks. And I'm sorry, I don't get past you on masks once you fucking lie to me about it. Yeah. Like you lie, went out there and lied to the American people. And then you tried to come up with another lie to cover up your first lie. You know, of course, masks don't work. We don't. What did he say? Oh, we didn't want everybody rushing out and buying up all the fucking masks. So help first, uh, you know, so nurses and, and frontline first line workers, healthcare workers couldn't get masks. The big hospitals, they don't go to Walmart to buy the masks where we're, we would all go buy N95 masks. And actually, before the pandemic goes, good luck finding masks anywhere anyway. Right. Like most of yeah. us had it because we built up our NBC kits and all this different shit. Again, it comes back to the conspiracy is they fucking lied to us at the beginning. Yeah. Started but, off on the lie. Yeah. Well, Biden's been in office for how many years? And that's all that dude does is lie. So it's all it's, the, it's, it's all our government does anymore. You know, I remember as a kid watching, they would show clips of Pravda, like Russian news conferences, and they would say the most outlandish shit. You know, they were lying to you. Like they were lying to their people, just some crazy outlandish shit. And I'm like, wow, I'm so glad we have America that we don't do that. And then here it's just like, look at it. Like yeah. nothing that, that Kareem John Pierre shit, nothing that comes out of her mouth is uh, comes out with a thread of integrity or honesty. Yeah. Sometimes like it just nothing. doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> no, it, it, they just lie. And it's like, dude, and they, and they wonder why we're all a bunch of, you know, Oh yeah. You, but you, but a bunch of crazies and you're all in your disinformation. Like, dude, you've lied to us about everything. You lied to us about the vaccine. You lied to us about ivermectin. You lied to us about the mRNA technology. You lied to us about masks. Every, everything they do is a fucking lie. Yeah. They're lying about the start of the, the of the Ukrainian war, the, the, the Russia-Ukrainian thing. They lied to us nonstop. Yeah. I, I think the thing that bothers me so much with this, because politicians have always lied, but it seems like these days, they're, the arrogance and the flippantness and the, and the fact that they can, they'll basically say whatever the hell they want and they're not concerned one bit about whether somebody finds out if it's a lie or whether, I mean, or having an answer to it or anything like that. They're just like, Joe's like, I'll say whatever the hell I want. What do you want me to say? Okay, I'll say it. I, I don't give a shit. Right? I'll just say, come on, man. And then they'll, be, they'll all buy my shit. This shit, <laughs> come on, man.
Wrong button. Oh, I got my yeah, Deadpool you button. The right button dude. Have nuts in it. <laughs> I've, I I don't use that button near enough. Um. Anyway, uh, back to this one. We're gonna do one more, and then you got this thing on Ukraine that I wanted to uh, talk about before we get out of here today. But the air and water in East Palestine. We saw this from the get go. The second that. It started to where they were like, eh, it's not a big deal. And and you see the smoke. I mean, you, you saw that yellow, bright yellow, reddish kind of crap going up. And then you hear stories of people that live there. And then all the, everything's fine. Don't believe your eyes. There's nothing to see here. And the environmental, the environmental agency, the EPA, and everybody, and the and the 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 train, uh, the corporation, the CEO, and all that, everyone's saying it's not a big problem. Meanwhile, you you see the dead fish on the side of the river, and, and dead animals, and and water with that that oily sheen on it. That's okay. The water's safe to drink. People talking about their hands when they touch their clothing, their hands burn. Um, when they touched some clothing that was there from before that they didn't they didn't grab, he talked about his hands were burning up, all that stuff. But you know, none of it is. It's it's all a bunch of 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 talk about nothing. And then Biden can't even be um, bothered to go down there uh, because he says I'm not I'm not doing this thing for a photo op. I'm not going down there just for a photo op. But he'll go to the Ukraine and take some pictures and and put off uh, a, a fake air horn and. Well, you know, and this is where I think you have the Jimmy Doors and, and the, you know, all these sides coming together that are getting more red-pilled. It's how do you ex- – the fact that they expect people to believe their bullshit and whatever they push out after you had Flint, Michigan. Yeah. After you had the stuff that's happening down, I think it's Mississippi or Louisiana, they had water problems down there. After all the different stuff that's happened that the government's lied to us about, you know, and then now it's like, oh no, you can go, you're, it's safe to go back home. And you literally have people say, no, it's not. I have effects happening. Like I can feel stuff happening because of this stuff. Like, no, no. And it's like on the government's end, all they have to do is wait for all those people to die of cancer and go away. And then there won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Burn pits, Camp Lejeune, you know, all those, it'll be, it'll be stuff we talk about. Uh, 9-11, you know, same type of stuff. Just put them in the background, shush them up a little bit and, and, and let's move on. Hey, I was going to, uh, I, I do want to cover one more thing because I think this is the big one. Uh, that's the big conspiracy theory that is basically a conspiracy fact because, and this is frustrating because this one, nobody seems to give a crap that this is happening. And I think this was a big deal. Uh, The things that they uncovered that were going on, some of it, maybe not so much, but the fact that the FBI, the fact that some other government organizations, and I can't remember their, their letters right now, but the fact that they were going to Twitter and requesting stuff be removed and and basically helping formulate uh, their their standards or whatever that word is I'm looking for. The fact that that was happening, uh, the well, the the Ministry of Truth that should concern everybody, but it's not. But I think this is the biggest one that proved a lot of conspiracy theories are conspiracy facts. What are your thoughts? Well, and I think it's insane that you you have they have the emails from individual FBI agents. An individual government agents writing to Twitter, asking them to censor people and ban people from the app. Right. Yeah. Have you heard of any of those people getting called before Congress and fired? 
Zero. For, for, for infringing upon people's rights. Oh, we're going to do all of our, our big hearings. The same fucking assholes that are doing the hearings right now are the same assholes who were, who were in office when they didn't go after Hillary Clinton about her 20 some thousand emails that she deleted. None of those FBI agents are getting drug in front of people and saying, why did you do this? Get the fuck out. Let's put you in jail. But they're going to fucking throw some trespassers, some LARPers that wore Buffalo hat helmets on their head and walked into the, you know, walked in after cops let them in. And they're going to throw them in for trespassing for six years and kind of shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so again, it, it goes back to all these pe- people that get all charged. Well, we're going to hold hearings. We're going to do all this stuff. They ain't going to do shit. Otherwise, because they have the fucking names of the people who requested people to be censored on Twitter. They have the names, they have the emails and they aren't doing anything about them. They're still fucking working. It's all a show. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's like when we get together to record a show, it's the same thing they do in Washington. They're like, Hey, we got to, we got to put on this show about how we're doing this and that for censorship and how we're going after big tech and doing this and that. But they're not going to do a damn thing. It's all a show. It's all a, you need to reelect me. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to continue this show that we're putting on. Uh, so make sure and reelect me. Or the other side, you need to make sure and reelect us because these guys are just wasting their time putting on that show. It's all, it, and, and they're all in it together. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, speaking of that, too, before we get, someday we're going to get to your, 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 your Ukraine stuff, but... I wanted to mention, because you were talking about TikTok, and you just kind of passingly uh, mentioned it to me, and we were talking about TikTok, and you were like, um, you thought it was, uh, that it would be a help for Facebook and Google if TikTok got banned. And I saw this, which made me think of what you were talking about, because uh, TikTok's potential ban could be a boon for uh, Meta and Snapchat. So it would help them out. I don't give two craps about TikTok because I don't use it. I know that it's probably, I mean, what isn't um, tapped by China these days other than maybe Facebook and all that? But explain what you were talking about with that and your thoughts on it. They're trying to say, well, they track you across platforms. So does Google. So does Facebook. They all do that. Right. That, that's how when you go to when you when you look up something on one place and you show up and next thing you know, Facebook is sending you an ad for it because they're tracking you across platforms. Everybody's yeah. like, well, you know, every, people are saying that, well, we got to get rid of TikTok because they're getting so much information. They're not getting any more information than what the rest of the assholes do. Then people say, well, the, the CCP has control of the information. That's terrible. As opposed to the fucking NSA. Yeah. As opposed to the a- FBI who, who goes and has secret courts. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the Chinese are terrible. They abuse human rights. Yes, they are. They are a terrible government, just like Russia is a terrible government. Don't yes. forget, we have secret fucking courts in our own country that you don't even get to know that you're being tried for something. Right? I so would, is it really that bad that the CCP has your information that they've probably already got when they hacked Target's credit card system, when they hacked OPN that handles all the uh, security clearances? Is it that terrible that the CCP has it opposed to our such shiny night of a fucking country. Yeah, I don't I'm, think so. That's why they're getting rid of it though. Cause they want, they want to kill the competition because Facebook, Instagram, uh, and all these other apps are getting their ass kicked by TikTok right now. That's what the push is. Yeah. And the politicians are in bed with big tech, regardless of all the rhetoric you're going to see on, on the television. I would, as much as it sucks, I don't want the, the Chinese government having my information either. 
But I'll tell you what, I'm much, much, much more worried about some American three-letter alphabet agency coming and kicking my door down than some Chinese dudes coming and kicking my door down. You know what I mean? I mean, what are they going to do with it? They may be collecting it, you know, but, you know, the the NSA, the people that have proven that they will go after right-wing extremists or, uh, you know, parents at schools and call them right-wing extremists and and do all of these things, that's who I'm more concerned about. So it's not a – I think TikTok, it, I don't use it. Maybe I'm not the demographic that does anyway. I know some preppers actually do use it, but I don't. I, to me, it seems like it's just ridiculous. And the fact that they're talking about in government devices and all that, I could see maybe why that would be a concern. I think any social media platform on government devices could be. Well, here's that's but. the thing, right? Why the fuck if you have a government phone? Why do you, you have, have social Facebook media app on Snapchat it? On it? <laughs> why don't you do? Why don't you do work? So yeah. you're on your government phone hanging out doing Facebook. Like, like the, if you have people that are is responsible for so, social media stuff, that's their job. Stop being on social on social media when you're supposed to be doing the work of the American people. Yeah. If you want to get on social pe- media, do it on your own fucking phone. Like, why the fuck is that stuff on there? Well, they got to get on there and talk shit about somebody else and deflect. And you know, AOC couldn't. AOC wouldn't have been real. Well, maybe she would have because people are stupid. But she, I don't know. It'd have been much tougher for her to get reelected if it weren't for Instagram and social media. Um, she would be lost without it because that's where she connects with everybody and she gets on and says some stupid shit that people agree with. And, and that's all you got to do these days is say some stupid shit. I mean, we're, we're a perfect example, right? Say some stupid shit. People will watch you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous to me, but I think you're right. I didn't think about it that way until after you said that. And then I saw this and I was like, that's exactly it. The Facebook and these big tech companies are in Washington lobbying. Um, we need to get rid of TikTok. It's some bad stuff, guys. Yeah. Well, look at what they want to go out. We need to regulate Twitter, right? Because they couldn't handle it when yeah. Elon Musk bought it. But that all sets up the whole thing with Ukraine, right? The the app for the government. Yeah, yeah. Their uh, their digital is it is it a digital currency thing? No, it's a digital. It's a it's basically the portal to the government. It's a digital digital government app that um, basically if you want to, ha- if you have to have any interactions with the government in Ukraine, you have to go through this app. And what they're going to talk about in this video is it's the United States that's designing the app. Yeah. It, it's basically will be a digital. It, it's your digital ID is what this is. It, it's a good clip. It, it, it's a little, this might go a little bit long, might be a two or three minute clip, but it's really good information to see what's happening behind the scenes over the past year in Ukraine that they're not telling you about besides you know, all, all the stuff trying to get us a nuclear war and the, you know, the, the, the military industrial complex making trillions of dollars, increasing our inflation. So we get to deal with it more. But besides all that, it, this is this is what when we talk about the about China and their phones turn red and they can't get into places. This is what the U.S. government is doing, helping design right now through the U.S. Uh, USAID over in Ukraine. Yeah, and I think the Ukraine, I mean, there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes. There's a there's a reason for all of this stuff, but I think it's kind of a proving ground for the stuff that they can't roll out here because of all sorts of legal issues. 
But at some point, they will be able to. So they'll just iron a few things out out there. I'll play the the first few minutes of this. Um, it's a pretty good, it's it's redacted, and they are on Rumble as well. Uh, and they've got quite a few good videos. I think this is two weeks in a row we've played their stuff. But um, and, and actually, I didn't watch much of these guys until um, you brought them to my attention. So, uh, But let me go ahead and play this, just the first few minutes of this clip. As our viewers know, we've been covering extensively here on the show the war in Ukraine, looking at, of course, what's been unfolding on the battlefield and the geopolitics associated with it. But one of the big stories that hasn't gone reported at all is the digital transformation of Ukraine. What is going on here? In fact, many people don't know that the Zelensky government has created a laboratory, turned Ukraine into what they call a digital transformation. In fact, Zelensky himself has even set up an entire ministry dedicated to advancing this digital transformation. What is this all about? Redacted correspondent Dan Cohen just filed this investigation. Watch. On January 19th, USA Director Samantha Power appeared at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland to promote a digital identification smartphone app called DIA. And one of the most incredible things that Ukraine has developed over the last few years is an app called DIA that now delivers 120 services to the people of Ukraine. Standing next to power was Mikhailo Fedorov, Ukraine's Minister of Digital Transformation and Vice Prime Minister. Fedorov is a graduate of NATO's educational program in Ukraine and the World Economic Forum's Young Leader Program. He's the key figure implementing what is known as Ukraine's Digital Transformation, a program to transform the country into an electronic state controlled by Silicon Valley, big tech corporations, and U.S. military intelligence. Thank you to the USAID team because uh, uh, we got support uh, for DIA and uh, we are ready to share our expertise with other countries because uh, digitalization is foundation of transparency and of democracy. (laughs) Digitalization is the foundation of democracy. Basically, anything that you do in Ukraine is going to be tracked. Any services, any relief has to go through that app that they can shut off your services, that they, they're they talking about running elections, all kinds of stuff. And, and, and we're talking about the government of Ukraine that has shut down, you know, imprisoned reporters, has banned uh, religious services of, of some churches, has done all kinds of crazy stuff. And and our government is the one create basically behind the scenes using USAID, US uh, Agency for uh, International. I used to work, I used to, did I did security for them overseas. Uh, international development is creating this and they're getting ready to start rolling out to African countries. This is how they're working it, right? Let's put it in Ukraine. Let's roll it out to these other countries and you know where it's coming eventually. Yeah. It'll come to us. Oh, and guess what? It has your digital dollar, your digital dollar wallet all set in there. You know, more and more hunger games, pushing us to the hunger games, man. Yeah. And all of this stuff is coming. I mean, all of it is, is coming. The digital dollar, uh, like it or not, is coming, but it's a, it's a matter of how it gets implemented and how much they're they're able to do all that stuff. Um, how much how much of our freedoms still exist after this next round round of digitization? Well, let me ask you this: so they come out with the you know the Freedom App. They're going to call it something great like the Patriot Act, the Freedom App, whatever, right? Yeah, the Independence App, some shit. They're going to come out with that and they're going to say, yeah, you know, this is a great app. And you have, and this is how you need to file, how you need to file your income taxes because it's illegal not to file income taxes. Right. So they're going to figure out some way to force people into this shit. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, does it come out next year or five years? I don't know. But the, it's not like our government is doing anything to have less control. I mean, you know, I'm on, I'm not a big Marjorie Taylor Greene fan. And at the same time, her thing about the national divorce, which I think she said it terribly when she first came out and said it. Yeah, about, let, Let's go to federalism. Let's re, let's reduce the size of the federal government, put more stuff on the states. I don't know where that crazy idea came from. Like the, I don't know, the declaration of the constitution, yeah. you know, the founding fathers, right. She, she's pushing for that. And that's what they don't want that. That's why this app is something they want. They want that control. They want to be in your hip pocket. Yeah. Which is, which is all going to lead to just, more control, more tyranny. And, and again, you know what, whatever the timeline is until you can't do a damn thing. And, you know, I, I, I just, I I think it's kind of inevitable. I I think how it unfolds, I think is still up in the air, but it is going to unfold that way. It is the paper dollar is going to be uh, gone. Now I don't think they'll, you'll ever be able to get rid of gold, silver, precious metal, stuff like that. But the dollar bill, um, Dude, I, I, think I mean, it's, it's not like the United States has never had a law where they demanded that everybody turn in their gold and, and their precious metals. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets back to what do they make illegal and legal? And then do they, how do they enforce that? Yeah. Because they you know, can. What do you do? It, I mean, it, it goes, it goes to pistol braces, right? Yeah. I have, I have a letter from the BATF from about five years ago when I said them, this is all the things I want to put on this rifle. Is this okay? Is this within the law? Yes. You're all good. Right. And it was because it had a pistol brace it had, it had, had the, uh, uh, I think it's a shockwave wave or something like that on anyhow. Now, according to the, the BA, BATF, that thing's illegal. Yeah. Right. You know, you have government agencies really well. It, it will see how that works out in court. You have government agencies setting law. The fuck the government agency setting law that's congress is supposed to do yeah you would think that's the way it's supposed to be not you would think yeah yeah i i think it's going to also turn out to be something like uh in you know a few years if 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 americans haven't quite accepted it it's going to be this the 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 talking point of look at europe's doing it look at all these countries that are doing this why are we so reluctant to start doing this and that and it's going to get pushed as something that you know we got to get up with the times you know all these other countries don't have the gun problem that the united states has we need to get up with you know we need to start doing the same thing as the other countries and and you know get into the the 21st 23rd whatever century it's going to be when all that happens but but my thing is and 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 going to the whole guns thing um, someday that's going to matter. It may be 200 years from now and I may not be around, but the people that are around when that matters <laughs> are going to either be pissed at the people that let it, let it go away or are going to be celebrating the people that made sure, uh, that the second amendment was still there and still. See, I, I think that's, I think that's fantasy land, man. I think we're, I think technology is evolving to the point where, they're going to get past the point where the, the technology that they have to suppress us and to control us, it outpaces whatever you can do, you know, you, how you can defend yourself with a firearm. I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking some futuristic bullshit here, but I think that's, that's all they have to wait for until they get, get a hand up with whether it's drone swarms. I, I don't know, you know, put whatever science fiction kind of thing you have, they're, they're pushing for it. You know, they used to have they have Moore's law, right, which we used to say like it's it's the uh, technology 
doubles every so many years. It was like this constantly how technology would speed up. Moore's law doesn't even apply anymore because technology is evolving so fast. Right. And what are they doing with the technology? They're not doing it to better our lives. I mean, you know, if you want to consider the, the phone in your hand, I'm looking at going back to an iPod so I can still listen to audiobooks and the stuff that I want and getting a feature phone, just like a, a, a burner phone and dumping my, um, dumping my iPhone. Right. Yeah. Put it, put it in a bag. I, I still use it when I need to and stuff like that. But, you know, I can go buy a little camera. I can buy a point and shoot camera if I want to take pictures. Cause that thing is a tracking device. We were talking about TikTok. everything on that thing tracks you. Yeah. Right? It's the most invasive thing we, we, we have. So, um, no, nah, I don't know. Uh, lucky, lucky guy in the chat says, you know, we moved to the central bank digital currencies and we we're all effed. Yeah. And I think they're pushing it. And I, I think that's where I used to kind of always like snicker at the whole barter thing. But I, I think getting barter stuff is and gold, silver, that kind of stuff is more important because that's the only thing you're going to have when they say, hey, we're not using cash anymore because we have we have, you know, whatever uh, some person in Africa, you know, ate, ate a, a mango or, you know, a fruit bat. And now they got some disease and, and that disease is passed through money because it sits in cotton. So we got to get rid of all of our money. Right? Yeah. They'll come up with some way to get rid of the money. So it, then you end up going back to some sort of barter system, right? I mean, if you live out somewhere where you can do that, I mean, I guess in a city you're screwed, but that's where the whole black market stuff will come up. And that's where I think having stuff to barter that will be a value is is a good thing. Yeah. Get yourself a windmill and start stacking gold and silver. <laughs> hey, you did bring up something about technology, though, and it reminded me of this video uh, that I wanted to play. It's it's about Boston Dynamics and the technology. And in our trailer here on Rumble, I've got this uh, video where this robot's basically shooting at this dude and missing on purpose. But it's this um, and and Boston. To, I want to be clear. Boston Dynamics is has said that they will not make their robots for military, but there are plenty of other companies that will. So it's not like this stuff. Somebody is, I mean, this robot right here proves it, right? Somebody's making a robot that's going to shoot a gun, but I want to play about a minute of this because it shows how, what you were talking about is, is probably pretty damn true because technology is advancing to the point where what is your, what is your, you know, pick your, 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 your round. What is that going to do to that robot? You know, not a whole lot. Let me play this video real quick and then we can elaborate on that. Robots may end up taking over, not through conquest, but convenience. The Massachusetts-based company is keen to play down these claims. Yet for all the positive PR and dancing robots, there is a darker side to all this. The company began very much with a military focus, creating essentially mechanical pack animals for troops. It's not hard to see Atlas and envision a robotic super soldier without the weakness of a human, never needing sleep, rest, food, or water. However, such soldiers would lack the heart and morality of a human too. Still, it should be said Boston Dynamics are strictly against weaponizing its machines. Other manufacturers are much less squeamish, however. US firm Ghost Robotics showcased a quadruped robot equipped with a custom gun on its back in one domineering display. Ghost's four-legged machines are already being tested by the US military, paving the way for future robotic recruits. It's led some groups to call for a preemptive ban on robotic soldiers and military machines. Whether these lethal autonomous weapon systems or laws, as they're known in the jargon, 
we'll ever see the battlefield remains to be seen. But if the so advances with that, it just shows you there's there's a lot of stuff going on. What, what how long until those military robots that those super soldiers be, are starting to patrol the streets and do stuff like that? Oh. And I know I'm getting dystopian fiction a little bit here, but but that is absolutely going to happen at some point. We may not be around for it, but it is going to happen when Sergeant Sergeant KP three two seven. Uh, comes knocking on your door because you don't you don't have your mask on while you're watching TV. I mean, uh, oh yeah, well, dude, I was I was just driving back from uh, Burbank here before we did the show, and I was listening listening to the radio, and they were they were in there talking about someone was saying, so Los Angeles right now before the city council, they're trying to reduce the like they're trying to give a list of like the crimes that that are in progress that they're not going to send cops to anymore. And the yeah. number I want to say, she said, is she goes, because we have a city of 40, is it 49 million, 40 million people or something, she said. And I don't even know how many people are in L.A. right now, but it, it was in the millions of people. And she goes, we have 8000 cops that can respond. So we don't have the ability to respond to everything. So how long is it till they come out and say, well, we could have this, you know, robot. And it puts in like these, you know, whatever about, uh, you know, it, it's it's rules of engagement and different stuff and whatever you want to call it, a robot, whatever that becomes. We are so far moving down the Terminator rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> like we're heading that direction. And it's again, it's going to be what what's the outcome of that? You know, when the militaries come back and they start saying, hey, you know, we have our special operations guys. We have these enhancements we can do plugging shit into their brain or, you know, we do the stuff that make you bigger, stronger, faster. Of course, they're going to do it because the other militaries are going to do it. Yeah. You know, it gets back to the Tic Tac ship thing. It's like we talked about, I don't know, a year or two ago talking about the Tic Tac. The fact that we have our government hasn't gotten all fired up about these these UFO things that are flying around our fleet and fucking with our airplanes and stuff probably means that we're the ones that control it. Right. Because you think about the hypersonic missiles. Right. So Russia and China has these hypersonic missiles that fly faster than anything we have. They can shoot it down. They can travel around the world. So basically they can put a missile onto the White House from around the world. There's not much we could do about it. The fact that we never our government really never got upset about that. Probably because we had the fucking Tic Tac ships. So what is this? Where's this all this technology go? Does yeah. it go to benefit us or does it go to suppress us and oppress us? Yeah, I vote for suppress and oppress is where they're heading for it. Yeah. And and, and the idea that, well, Boston Dynamics says we're not going to use your uh, we're not going to use our robots to be, you know, for violence. I mean, Google's slogan used to be don't be evil. Nuclear... <laughs> What's that? Google's slogan used to be don't be evil. They scrapped that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'll tell you what, all the all the stuff that's going on and us going further and further away from the, the Declaration of Independence, we are we're approaching a time where that stuff, the, the reason that stuff was put in there is going to be more necessary than we ever thought. And I hope I'm still alive to see some of this stuff come out just for morbid curiosity, uh, some of this technology. But I'll tell you what, the ability for them, for the, the, the ability for oppression is going to be just through the roof. And the, the, the things that were put in place by the Declaration of Independence are probably going to be lost by then, but are going to be more important than ever. And people are going to understand their, why they thought the way they did when they set up this government. Because um, it's Well, I mean, you look at it now, right? What do they do? I mean, I, I had the pictures up. We did the thing. 
around the first of the year from Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. They had the, the 12 by 12, you know, 12 square foot, 12 by 12 by 12, whatever area, like half a mile away from the Rose Bowl that had free speech zone on it. You, if you want to say anything and protest or hold up a banner, you could go into that caged in area a half a mile from the gate. And that's where you had your, your, your free speech zone. Never like cluing in on the fact that if you designate something as a free speech zone, it's not fucking free speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like that, that net, the minute you say that's your area to have free speech, it's not free speech then. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all good with going, moving that direction. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you think about some of these dystopian movies, some of these movies like iRobot is one that just always comes to mind or pre uh, the pre-crime one, how, when they first came out, they seemed so science fiction and so um, just absolutely crazy. Now you lo- you watch those movies and think, how long is it going to be until that's a reality? Uh, because that's really where we freaking are, and that's some scary shit. But is it is it is it is it scary, or is it like back in the day? But what you know, when farmers had to push the plows and stuff, and they saw the tractor coming in, they're like, "Oh, that's going to put people out of jobs, and that's the worst thing in the world." These damn tractors. And then everybody adapted to it and everybody got new jobs. And is it kind of that same type of thing where everybody's no. like, it can be used for this. It can be used for that, but um, just kind of I, overreacting I think, or is it justified? I think it's justified. I mean, I, I imagine, you know, there's always the change in technology. So society is going to change as technology changes. The problem mm-hmm. is, you know, when you were talking about oh, those tractors are going to put people out of business or, you know, when they came World War One, when they had airplanes, you look 100 years ago, right? Or just over 100 years ago, you had World War One. Dude, they were flying, you know, paper airplanes. Pretty yeah. Much, right. <laughs> and they Baron. had some guy tossing grenades out of, out of a wooden and paper airplane. And now <laughs> they've moved on. And, and you know, so now they moved on to where they are, where it's they just have so much control, so much insight into what you're doing. I mean, it goes back to the fact the NSA monitors every fucking phone call, everything that's happening in the U.S. that goes. It's a phone call, a text message. Anything they can go in and access all of your shit, Facebook, Google, turn over all the data and it goes into a government database and they can type in Dale Goodwin, Brian Duff or any uh, any of the monkeys that are watching in the chat with us and they can put your name in there and they can pull up your entire bio into a dashboard. Right. It's one of the things Edward Snowden came out. So if you that's what they have, they're just not choosing to dial it in yet. But I guarantee they have in there like, oh, well, this guy's a prepper. This woman's a prepper. They bought this much prepper shit. You have a fucking score in their system. Yeah. How much of a problem that they, they think you are based upon your shit. Yeah. Right? And so, could I mean, be easily there. accessed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're heading up on two hours now. So I think we are going to get out of here tonight. Uh, for all of you that stuck around for all two hours, Sky, White Rabbit, Tiger, uh, all you guys, you guys are troopers. Appreciate it. Um, it's it's fun doing these shows. I mean, we used to do them for about an hour or so, and you get over here on Rumble, and we just start talking and just kind of letting loose. Uh, it just kind of flows. So um, the shows will be, uh, maybe not all of them be two hours long, but they're definitely more fun over here. And if we have more fun and you guys are sticking around, yeah. why not? But uh, Hey, sma- remember, smash the like button. And uh, if you like what you see here, man, please share the episodes. It, it totally helps. Uh, get the word out and build the audience and all that. And it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's fun again. Now that we're yeah, not doing over the on rumble. It's so almost, much. it's almost like 10 years ago when you could actually say what the hell you wanted to say. 
and not have to worry right. about getting in trouble with it. Now, we're being recorded by the NSA and all that crap, so it's not like this can't be, you know, future pre-crimed us, pre-crimed, but, oh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we do, I guess. <laughs> um, at any rate, everyone, for sticking around today, appreciate y'all joining in. Brian, you have any pearls of wisdom or anything before we get out of here tonight? No, man. Everybody, you have a good, safe week, and, uh, uh, you know, don't let the government get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or don't make it easy. You know, they're going to do whatever the hell they want, but don't make it easy. Uh, All right, everyone. Take care and prepare. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, Visit the survivalpreppers.com or the bugoutlocation.com for members only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.